0: You're listening to a podcast from River City Church of Jacksonville, Florida. For more audio and video podcasts, visit rccjacks.com.
1: But Tom and Susie have been great friends of ours. They come in frequently, not frequently, on a regular basis to encourage our staff. They prophesy over our staff. Laura and I spend time with Tom and Susie, and they encourage us. and tell us to keep leading the church. And, uh, and so it's just a great, great, they've been great encouragers. We met them through Lex and Paul Buckley, and and they've been a huge blessing. And uh, like I said, on Thursday night, Tom came and shared, and Susie shared. We had ministry. We were gonna do testimonies today, but we did the prophecy thing instead, and people were healed. We, we saw amazing Things happen, as Susie did Saturday morning yesterday with the women. It was a packed house, and again, God has just shown special favor in their life, particularly when it comes to communicating and leading people in the Holy Spirit in churches like ours that are kind of coming into that. And so Tom's going to come and share now. Uh, well, he's, I'm just going to let him explain it. All right. And then we'll have an offering. We can bring your pledge, and we'll have ministry from there.
0: All right. Good morning. Bring your greetings in order of appearance. We just saw Rich and Mindy. They said to say hi to you. Then we saw Sam and Tannis before that. And before that, we saw Lex and Paul. It's kind of funny. Every time we go, another couple leaves. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> could be dangerous. All right. Um, listen, I, I want to share with you quickly. Uh, maybe you, could, you guys could look up this scripture for me. Diane, get off of I can see you on Facebook here. Just to let you, you know, jeez. She says she's using a scripture, but not okay, Matthew chapter fourteen, verse twenty-five through thirty-five. You can put that up there if you want; doesn't matter. Most of you are familiar with the story. Um, just want to talk to you about something that took place just a few weeks ago. We were in Hawaii um, with working with our team there, just trying to seeing what the Lord was speaking and really trying to figure out the um, the next step. And so, um, you know, we used to live in Hawaii. Surfer, it's really hard to discern flesh, spirit, soul, you know what I mean? And so, um, one of the things we were feeling from the Lord was just that we were to really push forward. So, I called one of our prophetic friends and I said, Listen, just need some input here, need some help. Would you pray about this and call me tomorrow? And because before I uh, launch anything, I really want to know this is God. So, he called me up the next morning, sent me an email, and and he said, Okay, here's what the Lord showed me. He said, "Um, This is a word that I think is for them, but I think it's something more than that. I said, all right, looked at it, read it, and went, whoa, this is God. And it isn't just for Hawaii. It isn't just for our little team there. But it really is something that we felt the Lord was saying to the church at large. And it began to birth and become a lot more um, you know, expanded as we were doing that. So I, I always tell this guy's name's Philip Elston. I told him that the first three times I preached this, I would give him credit. Then after that, it would be like I once heard said. And then after that, as, as I always say, it would be how we do it from there on in. So I'm giving him, this is the second time, search, second search, albeit he's out. All right, so that's that. <laughs> but in, the, in this scripture, it's the story of, of Jesus coming to the disciples when they're in the boat. And they're in there, in um, you know, he's going to walk on water. He comes walking to them on water. And I think that some of the things, and even as Antley was saying this, again, it just enhances it a little bit more and puts some exclamation points on it. That really, here's the situation, guys. The disciples were in a vehicle that they were very comfortable with. They were sailors. You know, they knew how to handle the boat. Uh, They were fishermen. They, you know, they could sail. And even in the elements that they were in, they were okay. They were comfortable with that. You know, water is for swimming, water is for fishing, water is for sailing, rowing, whatever it may be. But something happened on this day that was completely different than ever happened before. And that was the element, the, this whole situation of the status quo changed because here comes Jesus walking to them on water. Now, everyone here, well, within reason has a sane mind. You know, and, and we, we look at this and you look at somebody out there, you go, oh. I have never seen that before, right? And so in this situation, you could panic like they did. <laughs> it's a ghost. I mean, because really, how many of your friends walk on water? It doesn't happen. So you, what do you, who is this guy? What is this thing that's taking place? And in that, they, you know, Jesus could have said, mellow out, calm down, don't worry. I was just going to blow your mind. Just show you a new little trick I could do. But why watch this, get in the boat. You could have sailed home. Now don't tell anybody. But what he did, he said, no, here it is. Don't be afraid. Now, Peter pipes up with this thing, and he goes this. He goes, Lord, if that's you, that's a good thing, right? Hear that. Lord, if that's you, and everyone gets to ask that question. Lord, is that you? And bid me to come to you. Ask me to come out there on the water. It's a t- completely different realm. And what does Jesus say? No, 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 no. You have to take the foundational classes, walking on water 101 before you can come. You know, you have to be a member for a year. You know, so, right. did, did, he, did he do that? What did he say to him? He said, "Come." Now, in that realm, what happened then is Peter had to do something. He had to go beyond his normal realm of comfort zone. He had to go beyond the status quo, and he had to make a decision that what was before him was going to be something he had never done before. It was outside of his zone, right? And when he walked on water, guess what? He stepped out of that vehicle that was absolutely comfortable for him and took him into a realm of the supernatural and the miraculous. And nothing there, and nothing has been written from there on in. you know what I mean? From that moment, it wasn't, well, yeah, when the wind blows, to over here. I don't know how to sail. You know, oh, wait, go over here. You know, you know, Turn left, turn right, whatever it may be. It's all out the window. Now it's walking on water. How do you do this? Right? There it is. You know, and again, I don't know how to walk on water. But as he began to step and he began to walk, you know, uh, I mean, I've been on boats before. And you, you know what happens when you get out of the boat, even if you're water skiing or something. You jump in the water. What happens? The boat begins to drift away, right? And so the, the disciples are all watching him. Jesus is far enough away because he's walking towards him. Wasn't sure who he was. Couldn't recognize him. So he's over there. The boat's over there. Peter's standing there going, ho, 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 ho. I'm standing on water. This is amazing like this. And all the guys in the book going, Peter, Peter. You know, they're doing this thing like this and watching him. He begins to walk. The water solidifies under his feet a little bit more. He takes another step. Now he's pretty confident. Does a little moonwalk, you know, the whole nine yards. He's doing this. And what happens then? He looks over his shoulder and he goes, "Ah, it's windy. He says, looking at the wind, he becomes fearful and he begins to doubt. He becomes what? Fearful. Now, remember what Antley what, what just quoted a while ago, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy? We become fearful, right? Now, think of the th- thought process, and this is what we need to look at as a church as well. Think of the thought process. It's windy. Oh, no. I have a heck of a time walking on water when it's windy. True? How many of you have a hard time walking on water when it's windy? How many of you have a hard time walking on water when it's calm? (laughs) How many of you, what are you talking about? Walking on water outside of the element, outside of the vehicle, outside of that which we've learned how to sail correctly and properly. We get our job done. We know where we're going. We know how to get the fish in the boat. We know how to feed our families. We know how to accomplish our task. Now we are great fishermen. We're going to come in and throw everything on the boat, on the shore, and look at it and say, look at a job well done. But that is not where the miraculous lied. Where the miraculous lied is when they decided, when Peter decided to step out of the boat and trust the Lord for something outside of the element of the status quo, right? And what did Jesus? What happened? He begins to sink. What did Jesus do? Did he walk up, grab him by the head, dunk him under water three times? You fool! You doubted. Swim back to shore. Who's next? Is that what he did? Did he do that? No. He said, "Oh, Pete, bomber. Why you doubt? You're all wet." He said, get on my shoulders. No, what did he do? And they walked back to the boat together. So even in his effort, even with his fear, even with his insecurity, even in his sinking, he got to do it twice. True? There's an element of the miraculous that can be released to the church if we as believers will step out of the status quo. You all pray, and I'm with your staff enough to know That your hearts are saying this. We want more, Lord. Show us your power. You know, swing open those heavenly gates. Come on, God. I got news for you, church. It will not happen under the status quo. It will not happen if you're just good, faithful tithers. You know, I didn't know you were going to take an offering this morning. But since we are, let's talk about it for a moment. All right? Tithing. You know, if you want to be a good tither, then you can be a good little Jewish boy and girl and fulfill the law and give your 10%. But if you want a believer, it's real simple. Christianity will cost you every penny you got, but not a dime more than you can afford. You'll just take your life. Once you get over the fact that Christianity will cost you everything in your life, the rest is easy. It really is. Once you come to that understanding that this isn't like, well, I'll give 25% to the Lord, right? I'll give 30%. But well, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna give 50% to the Lord. Listen, if you're in trouble, let's say you're on an airplane or a boat and there's a big storm and says, Here, I'll give you one hand. What do you want? You want anything. <laughs> right? You want anything you can to get in the boat, right? You want everything it's possible to get you out of that intense situation, right? Do you want the Lord to rescue? Well, you only gave 10%. We're only going to send half an angel. You know, is that how it's going to work? No, you want to invest yourself as you're vested. You know, a friend of ours, the same guy who said that, you should have him sometime because he can preach his own sermons, but it's like, it, he, you know, he says this, you need to give where you give life. Where you receive life, you need to give life. So if you receive spiritual life, you need to invest physically into that life. We want to reach the world. Listen, guys. I do it for a living. It doesn't come cheap. You have a good vehicle here. You've learned how to sail it well. You know, you're growing. You're you're prospering. The community hearing about you. People are coming to the Lord. Your effectiveness of your outreach. But I got news for you. If you want to go from that safe little vehicle and being good little fishermen, and you want to move into this complete different realm of the miraculous and the supernatural, guess what? You're going to have to go out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to go out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to go out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to invest yourselves into that miraculous realm where you've never been before. And I believe as you do that, you will see the healings. You will see the deliverances. You will see more people come to the Lord. You'll see more people filled with the Spirit. You will come into a place and you will be filled with wonder and amazement because of the miraculous that God will bring in our midst. And I believe he wants to demonstrate that to you. Jesus picked up Peter. They went back to the boat. They get inside. And what do the disciples say after the wind stops? Truly, you are the son of God because the miraculous confirmed it. Now, listen, guys, it isn't a sad story that Peter sank. That's not the tragedy of the story. You know what the tragedy is? The 11 conservatives that stayed in the boat. Do you know that? I'm not saying you should be liberal, but I'm saying this. The 11 conservatives that stayed in the boat, wouldn't it have been better if the story read this? And they saw him walking on water. They looked out and they said, is that you? If it is, Lord, bid us to come. And the 12 of them stood on the rail, jumped off the boat, walked to Jesus in the water, walked ashore, and the ship was lost at sea. That'd be great. (laughs) But it doesn't read that way. Because many of us are apprehensive. We want to show your power. Send your power. Do your thing, God. But don't ruffle my feathers. Do it this way. Do it in the preconceived idea that we have. Listen, that's not the God we serve. You wouldn't come to this church if that was the God we served. You're crazy to come to this church if that's the kind of God you think you're going to serve. No, God wants to do amazing things. And he wants to do it even here this morning with you. You just filled out your pledge cards. I think you need to look at them one more time. I think you need to pray over them one more time. Is this the safe little vehicle? All right, we'll give 11, you know. Come on. You need to ask the Lord. Did I get a cut? Okay, No, but, you know, it's like, you know, it's, think about it. Are you giving the comfort zone of the status quo? Are you giving, one of my favorite scriptures is Acts chapter 2. Holy Spirit moves people are healed, people are set free, thousands are born again. And it says, and then the people brought their goods, their land, their jewelry, their money, their properties, everything. And they laid it at the apostles' feet so that there was any need, it would be met. Wouldn't it be cool? You know, sometimes when we talk about finance, I used to share this. I said, you know, I'm praying for the day. This is not such a big miracle anymore. But I was praying for the day that it will come to time where the banks will have to come to us and ask for a loan. And we turn them down because they're a bad risk. And now it's reality. Okay. But, I mean, truth is, is, that's where we need to be as the church. We need to be the storehouse. Right? Joseph, Daniel, come on, guys. We need to step it up. If we want to see more. We need to invest more. I think even right now, we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to come and begin to minister to you. Some of you need to make a decision this morning that you're not going to stay in the safety of the vehicle that you've become well accustomed to navigating. But the Lord's asking you to come a little bit farther, to get out of the boat, to make an investment of your heart, your mind, your emotions, your finances, to come to a place of freedom, that we can see greater things. Only God can cause that miracle. Only God can cause the water to solidify. All the ministries, the 20 that, that you know, uh, Antley referred to. Guess what? Only God can maintain those. True? Come Holy Spirit. Oh, that's easy. Woo, sing another song, Dave. No, no. Come Holy Spirit. Vest yourself. Don't be one going, well, that was cool. Look at Peter. He's really good at that. No, no, no. Come on. Lord, if that's really you, bid me to come. Come, Holy Spirit. Would you bid us to come this morning? Some of those prophetic words that came earlier, this is the time. This is it. God wants to bring healing. God wants to bring deliverance. God wants to bring freedom. He wants to demonstrate himself. He wants to solidify the water underneath your feet. And in spite of your elements all around you with the wind blowing, he wants to do a miracle. Come, Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? Stand with me, would you?